This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Racy for the Canopy Group. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of these. Why is that fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 16 insurance companies to match your specific situation, including two-year zip codes with the absolute best insurance company for you. This is done for you annually because your specific situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetite might change as well when you only have one option. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients with peace of mind, knowing that the Canopy Group is working for them. Visit thecanopygroup.com today. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, Patrick Roycey. Are we ready? We're ready. We're going. All right. I was going to look this up, but we can talk about it. So the Brewers are coming to town for two games, Tuesday night and then Wednesday afternoon. Yep. And then we go over there sometime for two games. Instead of having the Mm -hmm. festive weekends where Minnesotans used to drive over there, and then especially when we had indoor baseball, and uh, then the, some Brewers fans come to town for the weekend. So this is all because of math, and they wanted to make sure the Mets and the Yankees, because it makes no difference with the Yankees. They just wanted to make sure they played every year four games. The original system was going to be you just played one division when you first started interleague play. You just played one division, and then you know once every three years. Yep. But they had to figure out how to have the the Mets and the more of the Mets and the Yankees than any place else. It wasn't really. I mean, the Dodger fans didn't give a damn if they were playing the Angels or not. They were going to have forty five thousand anyway. But uh, so I'm trying to remember. So the Brewers replace Seattle. And uh, in 1970, Seattle was only. So then, how did the Brewers end up in the East? They were in the AL East all those years, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So so they they were were they in the East when they moved to Minnesota? Uh, In 1970, maybe when they moved to Milwaukee in 1970. Let me check. Because nineteen sixty nine was the first year. Nine was the first year of divisional play. Yes. yes. 
Yes. Let me check on that. That's I, I've never thought about that. What division were the Seattle pilots in? Mm-hmm. Well, they they had to be in the West. Or the Seattle. But who got moved then? That's a really good. Yeah, I've I, never, I don't know. Who I've was, never thought of it. Did, uh, I, I forgot. So look, 1969 AL standings. Just right. look at 1969 right. AL standings. AL standings, nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, I've given this zero thought, and you're mm-hmm. you're exactly right. They couldn't have been in the East as the Seattle Pilots. Okay. Um, nineteen sixty nine American League standings. Let's look at who's this in the West. Uh, the West was the Minnesota Twins, Oakland, California, Kansas City, Chicago, Seattle. The East. We all, only had twelve teams in. Yep. We only yep. had twelve yep. teams. The okay. East was Baltimore, Detroit, mm-hmm. Boston, Washington. Oh, that's where they flipped them. The Yankees and Cleveland. So what they did was Washington became the Texas Rangers and became an American League West team. And Seattle became Milwaukee. So so Milwaukee in 1970 was already in the East then, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out. Then there was expansion. I'm trying to figure out when we were in the same division with Milwaukee. When did... uh, were we never in the same division until Milwaukee until they went to three divisions? They went to uh, yes, yeah, yep. But ninety four. But when Bud uh, generously uh, agreed to move the Brewers to the Ameri- to the National League, so he could be in the same the Cubs, Cubs with the Cubs and draw some people because he was still in County Stadium, I believe. Yep, that was ninety eight. So that was we were adding yep. Tampa. And Arizona, Arizona, but they ended up, wait, we'd already, we already had to add Colorado and right. They had to, yeah, Colorado was, we had had to grow that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the, so the Brewers in 1997, 1997, where were the Brewers? In 1997, the Brewers would have been in the American League West with the Twins. They were with the Twins, so we were with the Twins. They were when they redid the divisions, they put they the were, Brewers and Twins together. So the, when they redid the divisions, when they added Colorado and uh, Arizona? I don't know. Col- no, no, Colorado got added with, uh, who'd they go in with? Who'd Colorado go in with? Tampa? I think so. I'd have yeah. find it. Yeah, because Tampa, no, Tampa was 98. Tampa was 98. Because that's the guy signed a lease. So Miami, they went in with Miami, right? They went in with yes. Miami. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Colorado, Miami, 91 or two, maybe 91 or two. 92, I believe. 92. So in that situation, yeah, I don't know how long we were in the same division, but people are complaining. About four years. Oh, it had to be more than that, didn't with, it? With the Brewers? With the Brewers? No, because they, like you said, so they, they from left. 70 to 91, they were in the East? Yep. And there were two divisions. Yep, and there were two divisions. And then in '94, you went to the went to the Central. Yes. And then the White Sox, Cleveland, Kansas City, the Twins, and Milwaukee all became Central, which is what it should have been. That should be the division, right? But then yeah, that's what we talked about. Yeah. But then Bud generously yep. decided to move to the National League, even though he was commissioner and he wasn't really running the Brewers or making the decisions. Right. But I think he was. Well, and they, yeah. they got the Cubs in because they were having uh, tennis problems, and uh, you know they didn't have their. They were trying to get their new ballpark and everything. When did they open that thing? Early two thousand. Yes. Right? Yeah, and it got delayed a year because uh, about three guys died. Yeah, right? three guys in fell a construction out and died. accident. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then the big fight was there. Was some people wanted Bud to put it downtown, and Bud wanted to be out where he, he was to so get all the parking. Yes. He, he wanted the parking, and now and now baseball wants major improvements to that park. Yes, or, or, or we're issuing move. threats when yeah. they got Oakland and Tampa. That yeah, are yeah, where are they going to move? Where are they going to move? We're going to have three teams in Vegas. Well, what are we going to do? I'm waiting. Nashville for, is next. I'm waiting for the next move, which is going to be the realignment of baseball entirely. Yeah, I'm so fine. the Twins, Milwaukee, Cubs, White Sox. Let's put, let's put, let's have ten teams leagues, right? Ten team leagues, and put the two centrals together, and that would be a hog pile, wouldn't it? That'd be a hog pile <laughs> of horsemen. <laughs> yes, that's right what now. I mean, that's what I mean. It would be like the American. It would be like the American Association. But anyway, I was thinking about this. Yesterday, boy, I must have been aboard because I was thinking. One advantage of the Vikings, there's tremendous advantages of the Vikings, you know, in football being the most thing. But they're also our only pro team with a rival. With a rival. They're the only pro team with a rival. The Packers. We hate the Packers. And we don't like the Bears too well either, but we hate the Packers. Right. They have a rival. The Wild doesn't have a rival. No. The uh, Winnipeg comes down here, but we don't care. The Twins have never really, because the Milwaukee thing didn't flesh itself out, the Twins have never really had a, I, the White Sox are the closest thing, I guess, but it's, I looked it up once a few years ago. Rarely have they been good at the same time. Right. That, you know, yes. that's a, you know, it's not like the Twins and the Whiteys fighting for the division. Now the mid, you know, the year they won the World Series, that was the, during the, Twins otherwise dominant decade, but they they you know they don't have a rival, and uh, the Timberwolves Timberwolves only <laughs> rival Timberwolves only rival is themselves <laughs> yes. you know that's their only rival yes so it's it's uh, it's uh, and now our now our soccer team I don't think we got a rival do we have a rival in soccer I don't I think don't so no what do you think Declan you're our soccer expert he hates that when I make him our yeah, he, hockey. Has, he doesn't know anything <laughs> about soccer I know more about Ted Lasso Pat your favorite show than I yes. do about uh, the rivals yes yes Ted Lasso so uh, they don't we don't have a they got the rival and that's one thing go, the Gopher football has is they got a couple of rivals, mm-hmm. you know. Not, and the North Stars had the Blackhawks, which yeah, was the North, great. The North Stars had eight. rivals. Yeah, the North Stars had rivals, and uh, you know, especially the, the Wild's Hawks. closest was was Vancouver off the two thousand three yes, playoffs, but, but that know, fizzled. And that, Vancouver's not close enough. No, no, you, you got to be relatively. Yeah, close. you got to be able to drive down there, and you know. You, you know, you can drive to Green Bay. You can well, get tickets, and uh, in truth, that, that's what made the North Dakota Gopher hockey sure. series so great. Yeah, there was just absolute hatred. Yes, yeah. Well, <laughs> and you can't hate a team that's not in your conference. You know, yeah. That that is uh, now they're yeah they're they're they've they're trying to reestablish it, and they play each other. But as long as they're in different conferences, what difference does it make? Right. You know, big. It's not okay. Damn it! We lost to these guys, and now we're in third place. That's not that's not the way it works. By the way, the Big Ten's got ungodly <laughs> amount of money. Yes. Why don't they go steal North Dakota? Because they're too because they're, they're still too cheap. cheap. They won't pay them. Any they money. don't want to pay. They're already paying. Uh, no, Notre Dame uh, and hockey. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. It's because they're, yes. Why don't they say, You're right. they, why don't they say how much you make in a year on hockey? And then say, we'll double it. We'll double it. You know, if you're making, if North Dakota's making $25 million a, a hockey, we'll give you $50 million a year to come here and, or, or not, maybe not 50, but $30 million a year to come and play in the Big Ten. We got the uh, NCHE commissioner, Heather Weems. She was this SCSU AD that helped cut football. Yes, you yes, know, so she, she now runs that. She now yeah. runs that conference. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting football. Is there any sport the Big Ten cares about right now other than football? <laughs> I don't. Think I don't so. think they give a crap. I don't think so. And you know, everybody's whining about how oh, the Gophers gonna, how oh, the Gophers ever gonna win a Big Ten title. You're not. You never oh, were. Starting next year, you're you're going to be a second division team for the rest of my lifetime. Yes, yes. I guarantee it. But I love it. Oh, oh, this kid, this eliminates our chances. The last time they won a Big Ten was a three-way tie with Indiana and Purdue in 1967. And before that, they were, in 1960, they, they won it. But they were either them and Iowa each had one loss, but they beat Iowa and they hadn't been to the bowl. So uh, they tied for it. And they're before that, you got to go to before the war when Bernie was winning all the time. So, so it doesn't make any difference. You're not, you know, you're last year, this year is your last chance to get your ass kicked in the big 10 title game. Right. That's yes. Yeah. This season you could go and, Yes. Have Ohio you State. You can sell or, false hope about winning the Big, the Big Ten. Ten After that, you're done. Yes, you are. But how's it going to work? How's it? How are you going to have it? By the way, they're not done adding teams. No, they're going to add Notre Dame and Oregon. Everybody this is, thinks this is all TV now too, because TV said, "Quit giving us the Big Ten West crap mm-hmm. for your championship game." So now it's going to be one two. Yep. But one thing, you, what are they going to do though? They're going to give Ohio State a schedule with both California teams, Penn State, yeah. Michigan. What are they going to do if Ohio State's the best team in the league and they, go and they lose three? And then you're going to end up with some, you know, mutt, you know, you know what they're going to end up doing instead of the, the team with the best record and then the next highest rated team in the rankings is going to end up playing because they're not going to uh, – they're not going to let somebody with an easy schedule slip in there. Honest to God, if you're Minnesota, Rutgers, probably Maryland, Northwestern for the most part, yeah. You, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. It, well, I, well, I was never going to. I was not going to win with. This I'm just collection. saying. I don't. What's the point? Iowa can win the Big Ten you're, West. Iowa, Wisconsin, yeah. Iowa, and Wisconsin can't win. Can't finish one two now. But you're going to be in the Super Conference. Yes, and you got no chance. Yeah, that's um, what creates interest. Then, like at least the Big Ten West can fool us. Yeah, yeah. Well, opponents. You know, yeah. the, if you get good opponents, you know. I mean, Southern Cal comes to town. Hey, kick your ass will be fun. Yeah, get excited. Yeah, yeah. They, but hey. We're rated 12th in the country in uh, in recruiting ratings for 2024 for about this fifth straight year. One year we were up to fourth or fifth in the country and ended up 50th. This this getting early three star getting a lot of early three star commits is you know uh, what mo- most of the real programs 
are waiting are waiting for their four stars to say yes or no. We'll, we'll take the three stars if they say yes. Forget the recruiting crap. Give me the transfer portal rankings. Yes, that's true. That's all I care about now. Mm-hmm. And the Gophers have been a little higher in that area. They're in the 20s in transfer portal. Because the guys they lost, they lost, what, 15 guys, but none of them were playing. So they're, they now they're getting Division two and small conference guys, but guys that were good players. Nobody knows how they're going to turn out. But they, every year we go through this. They had their big recruiting day, and they signed two more guys, and they're now rated 12th nationally in recruiting. Because they take everybody early, yeah. You know, the others, the the big boys are out there fighting for the four and fives. You know, they they got the kids waiting to decide between Alabama, Ohio State, and uh, you know Georgia. Uh, we're we're not waiting. We're not waiting for Georgia to make their recruiting decisions to uh, take our guys. But you know, we we accept his. Uh, I like Dave Schwartz, you know, but I happened for the first time in a long time. A little sports huddle for you? Turned on. I was. I went to my um, granddaughter's uh, softball game early on Sunday morning. They got beat, kicked it away in the last inning. Easy, <laughs> you know. They they had it in the bag and let it go. But anyway, they, and then he got, hey, nice game, girls. No, yeah, yeah, you can't be honest, right? But uh-huh. anyway. Uh, I turned it on, and we were hearing just five minutes of absolute praise on what a wonderful human being P.J. Fleck is. So, God, it's unbelievable. So that's, you know, we, we, we have to do that. We, we, we were, Does Pete like him to Jerry, and is that? Uh, Pete's okay, I think. Okay. I, I don't know. Pete loved him, loved him when he was at Western Michigan, and he was doing some games. I think he cooled off on him a little bit. Okay. But I'm not sure. Because it was it was Schwartz uh, just talking. Oh, he's uh, most most uh, you know. A lot of people think there's some phoniness there, but yeah, uh, that's the real him. And, okay, you have heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple: trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, as has been said uh, through all of our relationship. Past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad that you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid endorser. All righty. Anyway. So what's going to happen to these guys, too? So it, if you're like Fleck here, mm-hmm. do you just want, you know, once you, you Take add your money. Yeah. And do, do you just cash the... it in and don't care? Or do, do you get frustrated and, and actually want to go coach somewhere where you might win? Uh, I mean, my well, guess is it's the former, not the latter. But Football. Football is amazing because it's the same at all levels. There's these guys, mm-hmm. and then there's everybody else. Right. You know, and Division two, Division three, any high school, anywhere else. It's Football is this monstrous game that takes monstrous, dedicated, great athletes 
and there's only so many of them, and they all go to the same places. Georgia and Alabama are, you know, fighting to see who can come up with the most NIL money to get even more five stars. And meanwhile, we got the Dinky Town Collective. Yeah, we got the Dinky Town Collective coming up with money. And the other thing is, we, haven't we learned our lesson now yet about these commitments that you're getting in in uh, in June, and then some kid the first month of his senior year looks fantastic. And all of a sudden, you know, Oregon or somebody has a little extra money. That they're, you're going to have more of those flips yes. than you've ever had if, if the kid. And then you're also going to have the decommitments from guys who've decided, I'm going to go elsewhere. That's because LSU or somebody says, ah, we don't want you after all. We got this other kid. So Right. So anyway. college football has never like I think it's still a fun game to watch on Saturdays at times, but it has never been more screwed up because there's so many things now that are at work. You know, yeah. college sports, the upper tier of college sports, man. <laughs> They're they are the absolute savages, dishonest. You know, the NFL. You know, they're all rivals, but the NFL. And MLB and everything else, they want the leagues to be successful, right? Then college sports, you want you want to eat your young, baby. Yep. You want to you want to screw them all you can in any way you can do it. You know, it's uh, and, and your governing body does nothing except for hand out punishment once in a while. Like, no. what does the NCAA do? Well, then I don't even know why they're bothering anymore. Football uh, should get out. I would just disassociate. Yeah, well, football, they, they might. You know, they the, the power. Well, when you get, uh, what, the uh, Southeast is going to have 16. Big Ten is probably going to have 20. Yep. And the Southeast, now there's rumors they might get Clemson and somebody, you know, they might Miami. And they might end up, they might end up with two twenties, mm-hmm. and then well, three who's, who's ever left over, aren't they going to just form their own league? That's what I'm going to say. Here's their trouble, though they they, they don't want to lose out the bad NCAA basketball thing, and I think most people are smart enough to know that the NCAA basketball tournament doesn't work unless you have the underdogs. You know, you, right? Yeah. You know, but they also have gotten ridiculous. They got 350 schools. Yes. You know, who cares? And the quality of play in basketball oh, now is unwatchable. You know, football is not unwatchable by any means. Oh, God, no. Basketball is unwatchable. The only thing that makes football, college football unwatchable, for instance, on a Big Ten network, is the length of games, which is added to by the 35-minute halftime show. Yeah, well, you the know? band's got to go as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, well, it's not the band, though. It's these guys, they must have better ratings at halftime than they do when the game's played because they stop, well, plus they come back, make two comments, and then take another three-minute ad spot. Yeah. But the halftimes are 30, 35 That's what I'm minutes. 12 minutes. Yeah. yeah 15 right, minutes. Right. You're right. Yeah, they should. But the band, man. Get the band off the field. Marching down University Avenue, man. <laughs> hand on my heart. Yeah. Well, hey, we got to build that new stadium. Yep. How much better off would they be if they were playing in the Ziggy? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I do think people like the tailgating because they're around yeah, downtown. They do. You can't really do that. I mean, the Vikings try, but it's just arbitrary lots. 
Um, but you know what? The Ziggy would have been a far better place to move than the Metrodome was. You know, the Metrodome oh, God, is yeah. just uh, – because, I mean, was there anything that, that screamed not college football than that place? I was there the day that Gophers had their first practice, and Joe Salem said – this is going to be the Taj Mahal of college football. Well, I'm the sure, Metronome. I'm sure Nin- Sid was proud, too. 1980, Sid was beaming. And uh, two years later, we looked it up, by the way, the other day. Uh, 84-13. I always thought that the possess- time of possession was 39 minutes for the Gophers and 21. But it was 37 and a half to 22 and a half. Okay. So we won the time of possession. All that right. Was, it, it was... The game was much closer than the score indicated, although I think they had six touchdowns of over 40 yards or something. But My recollection of that game, though, and I don't know why I recall this, I want to say that Channel 5 downstairs showed the game locally, and it wasn't being because, you know, at that point, all games weren't nationally. No, yeah. So it was like poor Rob Lear on it or something. <laughs> I'll have to ask Lear next time I'm talking. Find out, because I'm pretty sure that, that Hubbard picked up the game. Really? And did the game. Yeah. Because ABC was doing college football. Then, yeah, right? but they weren't going to be showing this game. I wonder. I'll have to ask about that. Wow. Because, you know, it's Nebraska. It's a pretty... Oh, heavens, and yes. at the time, we thought it was a big game. Look up Sid's Saturday column sometime. Chuck Dickerson. You know, Sid, Sid gave us hope. Sid gave us hope. Chuck Dickerson told us how... The off the off the defensive coordinator lasted one year. Told us how aggressive they were going to be, so aggressive they forgot to cover Irving Fryer. Like on the second possession of the game, Irving's out there going, hey, "He's throwing me the ball." Sid made go for football fun. He did. He did. He's suffering, but uh, I think I mentioned this the other day, and I tell Barrero this all the time. If it wasn't for Sid, he would have still been stuck in Dallas. You know covering something, but Bozich, who they hired for yep. the job, Bozich, yep. came to town, went to a gopher game, sat next to Sid for a half uh, half of the gopher game, got up, called his boss back in Lexington and said, I want to come home. <laughs> I want out of here. I can't do this. Next morning, he drove out to Arnie's house and said, I'm going back to Kentucky. And he could give me any excuse he wanted. It was because he didn't want to be next to this maniac at any more Gopher football. Yep. Guerrero should be very thankful. Yes, then. he should. He'd never be a KFAN, he, man. No, man. He wouldn't be the king of drive time. He'd be in, he'd be in, you know, he'd be the king of Oklahoma City or some damn oh thing. Oh, God, that's know. great. Yeah, it is. So. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Anyway, okay, here's my other thought. I've really been easy on Valley Sports North and the whole operation this year, but you were watching yesterday, too. Emilio comes in to face seven, eight, and nine and promptly gives up three rockets, including 
a 425-foot home run to a number nine hitter who's been terrible this year. Yep. Because last year, last year, the year before, he had a really good year. Yep. Well, now he's fallen down to hitting ninth, and he center cuts one, and the guy hits it as far as he wants, and you lose. And Dick immediately says, well, "That's only the second home. That's only the second home run he's given up this season." Yeah, the last one was a grand slam that blew a game. Yeah, against Dodgers. <laughs> Dodgers. The last. Eddie, you tell us, you know what? Here's my thing. If do they think that they're somehow causing people? To want to go to more Twins games by sugarcoating everything? What? What? What is? You? You know? I was. You listen to the. You watch the White Sox games, and Stones. You know they're candid. Oh yeah. And then the post game shows a circus with Ozzy and the guys. They just light them up. Ozzy, if they're playing, I'm terrible or awful. That that does you more good because nobody's making their decision. Well. Morney pointed out that, uh, you know, whatever, he's been, you know, he's six straight scoreless games, so I think I'm going to buy a ticket for the next game. They don't, you're not serving any purpose by sugarcoating anything, are you? The the Wild and the Twins guys do the same thing, but here's what's weird about it. The Wolves don't. Jim Pete's as candid as you can, I mean, he wants them to win, but he rips cat at a... Drop of a hat, if you know. Yeah, well, he's a little better. There are times when, oh yeah, when things get really bad, he tries to, tries but, but to not die. like these guys. No, no. I mean, but somehow I, I think it. somehow I'm wondering if if that plays better with the wild audience than it does the twins audience. You know, I don't know the the wild audience really wants to be happy, don't you think? Uh, although this yeah. year they were the disgruntlement this year was pretty pretty high. Yeah, but what, they had hope. But what I don't get, Pat, is it can't be an overall philosophy because the radio guys don't do this. And no. Mo- Molitor and and Corey were great this weekend. Yeah. Corey's fan, you know, Corey's fantastic. He's great. Yeah. He wants them to win, and he cheers for him. Uh, but if something, and this is the only thing I ask for, do yes, what, do what Harry Carey did. If they suck, tell me they suck. <laughs> yes. You don't have to say that. You don't have now, to be impartial. Hey, now they were repeating. Dick at times was repeating the feeble uh, hitting statistics yep. of recently. But when you get a disaster like yesterday, then they put up the shield. Then they try yep. to somehow. Well, and you get the injuries too. I heard Dick uh, yesterday listening. The up, injuries. All the guys that are out. Well. Maybe we should interview last year's trainer <laughs> to, yeah. to see how he's, what's he doing for a living now? Can we bring him back? He's probably laughing yes. uproariously because he got fired and it wasn't his fault. I, uh, you know, my son, Christopher, who's a baseball analyst, right? Yep. He's, he's doesn't do it, but he's, he's started playing rotisserie baseball when he was nine, you know, and he studies all this stuff. I had a, we had a lunch Friday, and it was a forty-five minute indictment of Falvey of the Falvey administration and all the trades. And uh, I mean, the, they, you know, have you looked at what the Reds, what the guys they're doing that they gave up, that they gave up for, uh, you know, Mally? And are you looking for the guy in Baltimore who's twice as good as Jorge Lopez? And uh, yeah. the trades have been. You know, 
one one really good trade, Nelson Cruz for you know Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan. Yep. And that was but their track record is horrible. Now Taylor Rogers, they've been right on some players not to pay him. You know, Taylor Rogers, but you gave them six billion dollars for Emilio Pagan to lose games and and Chris Paddock, who you got you've gotten to pay for his how much did he cost him? Because you've gotten to pay for his rehab here now yep. for a year and a half. But hey, he's throwing. He might be back in the middle of September. Okay, well, let's wait till next spring because the middle of September isn't going to mean anything. But their track record for trade, this idea of trading for guys who have been hurt, pitchers who've been hurt, is stupid. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it makes zero. Malley had been shut down twice during the year, and you get him, and he makes three starts, and then he's throwing eighty-eight miles an hour. And I mean, it just, yeah, it's hard. It's just, it's hard to endorse it. And and Lopez has been so bad out of the bullpen that Pagan was pitching yes. because of that. Yeah, but because Lopez. What I don't pitch. get though is Duran threw two in- innings on Friday. He was shut down pitches. Saturday, yeah. and he's off today. But they said he, they they might have used him in the ninth. They're saying okay, well, but they weren't going to use. But if Lo- for some reason they're not going to use Rock Stewart had pitched three days in a row, but Rock Stewart threw one pitch the day before and Saturday. But they say the warm up and the whole. And thing. Lopez was acquired to pitch the eighth on Sunday. That's why you got him. Well, yeah, and you can't pitch him, so you pitch Pagan. No, I gotta. I can't rip him about that because I was excited about it. I thought to, I have no idea what the hell happened to him. April, he was untouchable, and since then he's been unusable. Yeah, he comes in and can't find whoop, the strike zone. There it is. Oh, hit me. He can't find the strike zone anymore. It is funny though. Saturday, out of nowhere. And I give we all all credit goes to Simber, who threw some of the worst pitches in the history of baseball. But you and I were exchanging texts about the amazing futility. They struck. They had the greatest rally of the season while striking out seventeen times. Right? Yeah. Wasn't that the game I with seventeen strikeouts? Yes, too short of the franchise record. Yeah, I think nineteen is the franchise record. What is? I don't know. You gotta, you gotta hit the ball. You gotta put it in play. What the, what in the God's name is going on? They got guys, they got non-power threats striking out two times a game. Yes. You know? Joey Gallo's not here. No. He no. played in St. Paul this weekend. Yes, right. Your He'll most be, prolific strikeout hitter. So who's gone, who's gone when he's active Tuesday? Who are they getting rid of? I suppose uh, uh, Garlic. Uh, garlic still. Yeah, right. yeah and he's sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure glad they called him up instead of. Walner, because Kyle Garlick's yeah. really made a difference. Yes, he has. Yeah, he's uh, he's he gets I, uh, the logic of what they do sometimes is just driving you crazy. They're uh, they're an even five hundred, and uh, I think they're a pretty good bet to finish third in the division. Don't you? Hmm. Uh, White Sox are going to pass them, and Cleveland's Cleveland terrible. Yeah, they're now a game and a half behind them. Yes, they're just somehow. And their pitching's starting to come together, too. I just don't understand how you're in a division this bad and you don't run away with it. Or, yeah, or, you know, I don't know. It's. I mean, your starting pitching's been good enough. Yeah, oh, Easily. Starting, yeah, starting pitching's been better than you expected. Finally got it right. Yeah, 
So anyway, they uh, they the home now that the uh, Brewers and then who Brewers too Detroit Detroit Tigers for how about meanwhile how about the Brewers. The Brewers come flying over here, having got swept at home by the A's. The two, they're terrible. The two centrals are awful. awful. Well, with the Cardinals being bad, when are the Cardinals going to blow out? Is it Marmol, their manager? The manager, maybe, and uh, they should blow out uh, the GM. The GM. Everybody's on the GM. Yeah, Mozalak is. Uh, yes, there's, he's the guy that uh, the uh, the I follow a few of the St. Louis guys on Derek Gold and Bernie Miklas and. Did follow rookie, but uh, and they're uh, they're not happy with uh, the, the fans are not happy with Moslak. So, but they had, I looked at it Sunday. They had forty or Saturday. They had forty three thousand. Who's that? Brewers? St. Louis. Oh, St. Oh, God. Saint, yeah, yeah, they're crazy. I think a lot of it. They must have twenty thousand season tickets yes. or something. So yes. Anyway. So where where did the Brewers play the A's? Was that in Milwaukee? In Milwaukee for three. So thirty one thousand yesterday. I think Milwaukee fans are as disgusted with the Brewers as the you know Twins what? fans are. You know what, Patrick? Nine inning game, Oakland eight, Milwaukee six, three hours and nineteen minutes. Yeah, we're creeping. We got we gotta get creep. going. Yes. And uh the time creep was I think that fourteen inning game with Houston and uh, Cleveland. Went mm. over four hours. Mm. What do you think of the Kirilov situation? That was bad. That's a stupid rule. I, it is. You he, don't need he, it. He did look at him with eight seconds. He can't look down to his feet. I don't. I get. But that's all. That's umpire discretion. Yes. So that's got nothing to do yeah, with the guys yeah, upstairs. Empire. Well, they get buzzed when it's eight seconds. Oh, they get buzzed. Provis said. Provis said they don't. Provis said they're watching for that, and then they get buzzed if the clock hits zero. According to well, Prov- I, the, the guys, what I heard was they let them know when it's eight seconds. Oh, really? Okay. Maybe not, though, because it was stupid. Provis said that's all discretionary. But it's that, why do we ha- I don't understand that part of the rule. No. They, if he's I, wandering I, around, Allegedly I safety. They're afraid that the guy's not paying attention. They'll get quick pitch. But that's your problem. Make it, yeah. I mean, okay, he engages you. The guy isn't even in his windup yet. You should be able to look down at your feet to see where they are in the box, right? Eight seconds left if you're not in the box. I would have. I'm yeah, fine with that. Yeah. I would have. Uh, if I was Rocco. I'd get tossed. I'd still be there screaming at the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He came out. I I didn't see it. He, he came, came out and out argued and, it. And the guy, well, they, you know, they can't argue it. But, I would have uh, got run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's some young man, um, umpire trying to impress everybody, you know, so. Yeah, because w- Wendelstead got hit by what? The, uh, Foul ball. Well, that guy got hit. This guy took it worse in the throat or something. Ugh. It was a bad day behind the plate. So uh, that was a bad loss, though. That was a bad loss. I was going to ask you which. That was a, that bad loss. <laughs> it's a bad loss. It's a bad loss. I figured it did. Six to one. But, but then, then it makes up for the miracle victory. Makes up for the miracle victory on Saturday. You and I were. Our prediction of a one and five road trip is already lost. Yeah. But if they came home three and three. We would have been ridiculed around the entire Twin Cities. So. Yep. Yep. Twins Daily would have gotten us. Yeah, that's right. They would have taken us down. <clears throat> yeah. An interesting situation is with this Julian kid. Because <laughs> he's exactly what you want for a leadoff hitter. He can get a hit, take a walk. He doesn't run great, but he runs okay. But he gets on base. 
His on-base percentage everywhere is over 400. But, but his gloves? They hit the ball to him. My God, he makes... I said on Twitter, I said, people have, some people have compared him to Todd Walker. That's an insult to Todd Walker. Todd Walker was a better second baseman from what I've seen. I saw him in St. Paul on Thursday night, and I stayed for five innings, and he had three balls bounce out of his glove. In, in five, you know, he doesn't. Some guys are plagued by the bad arm. Some guys are plagued by can't make the double play, which is not what it used to be anyway. But uh, that was, you know, that was the big thing Kelly hated about Todd Walker. He couldn't make the double play and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, but he can't. This kid can't catch, which is which is a serious problem. And in fact, the three run rally came when he couldn't get the ball out of his glove. Yes, you know, and he kind of you know was fighting to get the ball out of his glove. I suppose he was so surprised the ball was in his glove that he uh, couldn't get it out. But uh, that's too bad because they're gonna have to find some place for him because they need him so Where do you bad. Hitting wise, I don't know. Again, he can't play second. He can't play first. Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know. And he can't DH because he got Buxton. I don't know where you put him. Can't put him in left field. You know, if he, you know I, I don't know where they put him. How's Spencer Steer doing with the Reds? Hey, he's doing okay. He plays all over. 282. Yeah. Okay, but, yeah, but he, he, play, he played first base He yesterday. plays everywhere. Yeah. But look up, uh, look up, and by the way, the Twins, uh, the Saints are playing this team this week. Look up Encarnacion hyphen strand at Louisville. Oh God, yeah, I know. This last is... time I looked, it was three fifty three. Yeah, this is depressing. Yeah, he's now he doesn't have a position supposedly, but uh, he's uh, he's uh, a hitting uh, hitting son of a gun. That's got a fight everybody says to be one of the worst trades they've made. Everybody, uh, Cincinnati, uh, everybody loves the uh, Reds' young talent, which we contributed, which the Twins contributed to. They, the, what's he hit? 40, he's played in 42 games. He has 17 home runs, driven in 46 runs, um, f- f- uh, 44 strikeouts, 19 walks, 362, 427, 735. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Right-handed hitter, too. So, which they, uh, obviously might, might be a better option than Kevin, uh, than uh, Kyle Garlick. He's but, listed uh, as a third baseman and first baseman mm-hmm. on baseball. Kind of like Miranda is. Yeah. The Twins yes, have an issue now, though. They got, I, and Miranda's picked it up, and he's, he, he's a hitter. I think he can hit. But you got two of them now that really, you can't play in the field. Yeah. You, know, you got to play Royce. Hey, what's with Royce airmailing those throws to first? I don't know. That's two of them, right, over the weekend? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and and he looked in in the homestand before he got hurt here. He looked great at third yeah, base. Yeah, well, he should be okay, but uh, no, I know, but it's, he's yeah. making the uh, he's making the throw from short at third. Right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he's closer. So ah, but anyway, I mean, he's he's an asset. They have uh, they have extra infielders and Jorge's. And the other thing too, you know, anybody watching Thursday knew Jorge wasn't going on the injured list. You knew it. Right. What What are they waiting for? Why don't they have the kid there Friday? You I don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah, I saw your column where they, yeah. Toby yeah. Gardner expected Toby, that yeah, he, he was going to take him out of the lineup. And, his, uh, he put his, the lineup he does in the morning, he put over on the other side of the desk, and all his teammates were saying, yeah, he's he must be going up because they saw what happened. And, right. 
and he was still there batting fourth uh, in both games on Thursday night. So the Polanco the Polanco thing's a real problem now. Yes, it is because he hasn't been injury prone, and he hasn't been a guy waiting to get out of the lineup. Nope. And uh, but when you start pulling muscles, there's nothing you can do. So anyway, what else we got going? How about how about our loons getting beat four all? Yeah, Montreal and uh, kicked our ass. And Coach Heath, or manager, he whatever they're managers. They're not coaches, right? They're managers. Gaffers, we call them. Yeah, whatever. I call him a gaffer. He uh, he thought he thought we had more quality chances than Montreal did. He hasn't really ripped them lately. No, back in the old I days. Wonder he's, wonder if he's feeling. Wonder if he's feeling the pressure here. I wonder if there's any chance he's in trouble. They have scored fewer goals than they have played games. They've scored 15 goals in 17 games. I blame Popkins. <laughs> I do, too. Pop, fire Popkins! It's, it's Popkins, yeah. It's all Popkins' fault. Yeah, yeah. Offense is not doing well here. Oh. We're, we're hurting with offense. So what's your view of the uh, Stanley Cup Finals? Entertaining. I think it's done. Uh, so game, what, five mm-hmm. is tomorrow night in Vegas. Kachuk's hurt. He's trying to play with one arm, well, basically. he's trying to hurt everybody else, Well, he too. was he's, until he got hurt, and I think his shoulder... swinging a stick out there in that fight after oh, the God, game. Oh, yeah, he's a hothead. But I think his shoulder popped out, and I think mm-hmm. it's dislocated or separated, and he's trying to play. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, the goal I love the win. crowd shots down the stretch of all these people praying who never been to a hockey game until and where is that rink in Florida? Right out on the turnpike. It's Fort Lauderdale. It's closer to Fort Lauderdale than it is Miami. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah, a, it looks kind like of a, a kind shot. of a mall. It's a overhead. There's a there's a mall that uh, you know nearby, and then there's but it's out in the but it's right next to the turnpike because. When I was going up to see the grandkids when they lived in uh, Boca, or uh, was it Boca, the address someplace, Delray Beach, uh, I'd drive by it all the time, and it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, because they used to play downtown with the heat in the old building, right? Yes, yeah, the old building that they both, uh, that was in uh, Overtown. Uh, yeah, it was a, a little, bit of a tough neighborhood. <laughs> a bit of a rough neighborhood. Somebody told me that the overpass there that went into Overtown, that somebody had spray painted in there. We dare you. <laughs> in other words, if uh, <laughs> enjoy if, the game, because yeah, yeah, it might be your last. Yes, but don't loiter. <laughs> don't loiter. Leave. Oh, it, it, you might be headed for overtime in a in an NBA final game, but get the hell out of here anyway. Well, that's know? like your story of the stadium in Chicago, yeah. where where they would ask you to walk to. They, they would watch your car for a fee, and if they and if it didn't, if you said no, thank you, you'd come out and your tires would be slashed. Yeah, not, not so much. I I was I was had a cab last time I was there. I had a cab picking me up, and I went outside and waited, and I didn't realize the door locked behind you and you couldn't get back in, and it was quiet and. 
Darn, there was nobody around. I was shocked. There was like an hour and 20 minutes after the game. Every parking lot was empty. Oh, God, yeah, people got out. Everybody was the hell out of there. Yep. And I, I kind of backed into the shadows of the of the door as well as my stout frame could hide. And then I saw the cab coming and ran out and jumped in it. Yeah, it was uh, it was not well located, the no. old stadium. No. I loved it, though. Oh, it's a great building. I loved it. Just a dump. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite line. We had Tony Moten covering the Blackhawks. He told me this story. Oh, no, I came in. I was walking in with him for the game. It was like a season opener. Walking in and, and uh, you know, black guy walking in. And these guys in the beer lines looked over and said, Hey, buddy, the layup line's over there, <laughs> you know? Wow. The race, racist slur coming. Okay, Tony. Tony's gone. You know, what the hell? Yeah. It was, uh, God, it was it was home to both of them for a long time. Yes, though. it was. Yeah. They, it's funny. Chicago still gets away for, with having uh, one arena for everybody, for both teams, mm-hmm. too. It's kind of well, Boston does, too. So I see the black, I see the, the Bears. What they don't want to pay the property taxes that would be that they they might not move out there because they think it's being overvalued. Yes. Yeah. And now they're trying to. I think they're uh, they're supposedly. I don't know. I buy this. Searching out other suburbs to move to. Yes, because they. It's a. They, they're they, going to end up there. So they don't want to play. That's a bunch of crap. Yeah, you know, the NFL. You're making. $250 million a year, and you don't want to pay your property taxes. They've, they're they what a bunch of gougers. And Soldier just got up to a huge makeover in 2004 or yeah, three. But they did a terrible job. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. But I'm it, just it, saying, was it was unfixable. It was unfixable. But they, they want to build a, a dome or retractable roof because they know that they'll get a Super Bowl if they do, too. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And they, uh, you know, the, which would probably be good. Then. Then the old Vikings Warriors of the North would really uh, they'd have three dome stadiums and the Packers and Lambeau. Yep. Which, uh, we're not going to put a rough on Lambeau, I don't think. No. Nope. And so where would you rate? I, I think the AL Central is probably worse than the NFC North, don't you? Yes. Which is not by much, though. Yes. Not by much. Big Ten. So Big Ten West, AL Central, NFC North, of those three. Because the Big Ten was pretty damn bad too. Oh yeah, terrible. Yeah. So, uh, and but uh, yeah, it's uh, that. I mean, that's why the the Vikings. Now, if Hunter and Jefferson don't show up for minicamp Tuesday, right? Yeah, and if Pe- they don't, Pelisser reported Hunter's not going to show up. Hunter's not. Yeah. So Jefferson, can, we don't know. Can we find him then? Yes. And uh, two days of fines because you're supposed to be there for that. Oh, but it's only two days. It's a two day camp, so I think you'd. I think he would be fine for two days. Twenty five grand each day, or something. I don't know what it is. It might be more than that now. It might be fifty or something. Yeah. Well, but he just wants more money. So yeah, don't they have to sign him? Yeah, I think they do. I I think they. You can't bring in their new kick ass defensive coach who's going to put pressure on everybody and then say. Uh, He's the one guy Mark, you want I hope, back. I hope Marcus Davenport can rush the uh, quarterback. No, and it's very weird because there's this whole there, there's this narrative now that like how can the Vikings dump all of these guys? The guys they dumped so far, no. they're fine with dumping. Yes, yeah. Hunter, Z- they Zedarius was injured, and uh, yeah, and Cook is getting yeah. older. Yeah, well, Cook, and running the, backs don't count anymore. Thielen, so. 
Yeah, Thielen was. I mean, had to go. Yeah, Peterson, the same sort of thing. So it's weird though because because all throughout the season we heard, and it's not wrong, but that the thirteen wins were a fluke. And now we're hearing, well, how can you cut the guys that helped you get those thirteen yeah, wins? Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, if they were a fluke, but they were the, fluke. Uh, what it, what it, was there a defensive lineman available when you drafted Addington? Oh, was there somebody Addison? you should have taken Addison? No, nah, I don't think so. Addison. Just get Addison. Hunter back. Three years. Yeah. Just pay him. Pay him. Yep. I mean, you're only scheduled to pay him five and a half million for 2023. He ain't yeah. playing for that, and I don't blame him. No. Jefferson is, uh, the even no matter what they pay him, they don't have to start paying it till for two more years, right? Although they might have to give him some up front, right? They actually can get, so yes, they, they don't have to pay him until the third year, so that'd be mm-hmm. 2025. But what they can do is they can shove some of that those cap hits into the next two years mm-hmm. to start to pay those off a little bit to bring down the... Earlier. But here's my guess. He shows up and won't practice. Yeah. Which is fine. Says he got something wrong. Well... Or just... I think it's time to for me to write a column saying, we just don't have the togetherness we had on this team when Zim was the coach. <laughs> The bonding we need, we need Jim's type bonding with these new guys. How about the culture shield now, though? Oh, what's that now? That's their big thing. The culture shield. What's that mean? It's 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 their culture, and they've got a shield that exemplifies it. What, what's the I, shield? I don't, it's a, it's a, a real shield that's like a in design. TCO, or yeah, some type of shield. And we're in, in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The culture shield. Okay, all right. That's where, what we got. Uh, where did oh. You know the the culture I'm sick of the heat culture. Oh, uh, heat! We got you. I'm very sick of heat culture. Well, you're one game away. If yeah, the, Denver wins tonight, you won't have to worry about heat no, culture. No heat culture anymore. Everybody needs to have the heat culture. What this joke? They hadn't been to the finals since uh, they were. They made it in the bubble, right? Yes. But yeah. basically, Lakers. I mean, I love Spolster. I think he's great. He's been to six finals, but four of them were LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. So, uh, you know, that, you know. How about the Joker, though? Joker's great. It's Joker. To me, Joker is uh, the sports man of the year for Sports Illustrated. He's the, he's the number one athlete in America at the moment, I think. He's, uh, his talent, his array of talents. Oh God! And seven and foot, how he looks, which I would never expect him no, to have an no. array of talents. Seven foot point guard. Yeah, who can shoot? Yeah, it's incredible. And the shot. Yeah, yeah. That high, <laughs> it's got more arc on it than any damn yeah, shot I've right. seen. And the the other thing is, he's a he's a obviously from what you see a great teammate too. Yes, you know. If somebody was pointing out that, I mean, they had a moment in the game they lost where Murray kind of took a dump, yo-yoed or did the old Jimmy Butler yo-yo around and throw it up instead of throwing it to Joker. And Joker was like, dang it, he missed instead of, give me the ball. Yeah. You know, he wasn't the, they said, we'll, we'll get him next game. So. No, it doesn't strike me. That'll again. be a good celebration in Denver. When's the last time Denver won it all the, uh, in something? Broncos in two in a row. Avs last right? year. Who? Oh. Avs. Last oh, season. that's right. That's right. They won the right. cup last season. They've won two. The Nuggets have never won a championship. No, not even in the ABA days, right? I Yeah, I think that this would be their first. What were they before they were the Nuggets? They had another nickname. They did? Didn't they? 
in the uh, in the ABA. They, were they the Nuggets? Look it up. I thought they were the I don't Nuggets. I think they were the Nuggets. I don't know. You might be I can't right. Remember? Can't remember. Back in the days of uh, the ABA, the ABA, Denver and the ABA. Issel. Yeah. Dan Issel. Um, let's, let me see if I can find their Wikipedia mm-hmm. page. All right. Um, oh, hold on a second. The T. Oh, very good. The team was founded as the Denver Larks, L-A-R-K-S, really? in 1967 as a charter franchise of the ABA, but changed their name to Rockets before Rockets, the first season. Rockets, the Rockets it. then changed their name again to the Nuggets in 74. Yes, because they... After I, that, they played for the final ABA championship in 1976, but lost to the New York Nets. Okay. So they did go to a championship. But 76, was that Julius by then? Was so Julius. Julius would have been with the Nets, right? Yeah, with the Nets. I mean, yeah. I think Issel, that's right. Issel was their big star. God, you would have loved the ABA when it was here, man. Three-point line, right? Three-point line. But, you know, 3,000 people out there. But it was fantastic. The, the second year, the first year they had a pretty good club. But the second year, Connie Hawkins, Charlie Williams, Chico Vaughn, just all these Lucy and the Artie Heyman, who was the craziest white man in 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 basketball, a dookie of all things, but he was like nuts. They had them all on that same team, and they were just they. Connie Hawkins ended up getting hurt, and they went in the tank. But they came here as the defending ABA champs from Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh, and then they Spent went back to year. Pittsburgh, right? Yes, but I've talked about this before. But they had a little flap at the All Star game when the coach punched the owner. <laughs> Not they were both drunk the night Shocking. before the All Star game, and Jim Harding, the coach, punched the owner, Gabe Rubin. What a what a great franchise! It was fantastic. And the year before, my friend Fowler was the PR man. You know, newspapers were paying such great numbers, money there. Right, he left the paper to be the PR guy for the Minnesota Muskies. And they, the guy, the general manager was Eddie Holman, who used to be a cab driver in town. He was, but he had all these he had all these buddies. And he used to come over to Fowler and say, What's the attendance? Fowler would hold up a hold it up and it say, you know, thousand thirty six and he'd change the one to a three and said, announce it. He just, he just tell him, he just changed it with oh, a gosh. one to a three. And it was, it was fantastic. I mean, Terry Pluto's book on the ABA is one yes. of the all timers, one of the great ones. Pluto, who's uh, Randy, uh, what's Randy's name? Randy Youngman, who, who used to be in Orange County and great guy. He always said, Pluto's the only man whose name and address are na- whose whose name and address are the same. same place. Yeah. So, all right. Alrighty. What time is it? How much time? Uh, it's one o two. One o two. Oops, I gotta go do sushi. All right. All right. Talk to you. you.